0: What is fear? Fear is when you feel some eyes are following you in the middle of the road at night. Fear is when you are burying your dear one's flesh, killed cold-blooded one-hour back, and some snooping of trees make your body freeze. Fear is when you believe you'll die alone and no one will be there for you. Fear is when you feel there's someone beside you listening to this podcast with you on your couch, but there is no one. Did I scare you? Well, I meant to. Happy December and happy holidays. Yes, yes, you got it right. You are listening to Are You Familiar With This? With your host, Kush Pat. And this episode is about horror, thriller, murder mystery. And to add some more of this, joining in critically acclaimed and one of the most creative talents of India, Nikesh Moli, a writer, poet, and brutal voice behind India's number one horror and thriller show, Indian Noir. Ah. Uh, I should add that he's a very easy reachable guy. So when I run to him for this episode, he was down instantly. You don't see that kind of energy and generosity. If you haven't tuned in into Noir or subscribed, I'm sure you'll subscribe now after this show. Without further ado, let's dig into the roots of dark and thriller indian noir let's hit it uh, welcome nikesh and thank you for joining it and happy december
1: happy december to you too kush uh, thank you for having me on the show and uh, for such a wonderful intro um i really hope that post this amazing conversation uh, the listeners will head over to indiannoir.com and check out the uh, number one crime and horror podcast in India. So it's Indian Noir, Noir is spelled N-O-I-R IndianNoir.com Go there and the website will guide you to uh, your uh, streaming app and you can listen to all the episodes now for free. Yeah, for
0: free. So Nikesh, where are you recording from?
1: Uh, so I am based in Sydney in Australia now. So it's uh, mi- close to midnight now. Um, but We have a five and a half hour Difference between us, uh, Kush, uh, But uh, my heart and soul and mind still lives in India. My body lives here. So uh, the uh, stories that I tell are uh, stories that are based in India, that are feature Indian characters, and are uh, very much representative of our culture and uh, the myths and uh, uh, the the amazing, amazing, rich stories that uh, um, you know that that have been passed down from generation after generation. So, um, yeah.
0: So, b- before diving into Indian noir, uh, I would like to explore noir as a genre. Uh, you know, everyone knows the noir genre, but to feel a horror and thrill, every person has different take on it. So, so what's your views on that?
1: Yeah, sure. Like, you know, like a lot of genres, uh, different people will have different perspectives on it. But generally, Noir reflects to, um, reflects, um, you know, the darker side of life, the underbelly of life. But to be more precise, I think it is a more realistic look at life because life is not all black and white. Uh, life is shades of gray. People are not all good and all bad. They have shades of gray. And even when people turn bad, there are motivating factors that uh, we as human beings can understand and relate to, even though we might not support their actions. So, um, noir as a genre is able to, uh, look at, uh, um, life in, in a very unvarnished way and uh, draw, um, stories, thoughts, philosophies from it. Um, and, uh, you know, normally people don't, um, clump, um, horror with the uh, noir, but I feel like noir, because of its sort of obsession with dark themes, and because thematically, it also looks at some of the things that crime noir looks at, which is the individual, the society, um, you know, the sort of uh, the, 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 darker elements in society that push uh, a person uh, into a, into a place where they experience fear or hate or, um, uh, or uh, perpetrate violence. Uh, I think, you know, there are so many crossovers in those themes. So. Uh, I've, you know, appropriately named, I believe, the podcast as Indian Noir because it captures the dark underbelly, the darker themes, the the horrifying tales, the the the, the fear-inducing narrative of the Indian subcontinent. Mm,
0: yes, yes. So why Indian Noir? As as you are poet, voice actor as well, and when there's a tons of failed attempt by our Indian cinema in this genre and Fresh failed attempt. I think one week back. <laughs> yeah. I won't go into that. We'll we'll get sure. to the movies part later.
1: Sure, sure. I look, uh, primarily, I am. I'm not a very good poet. I was never a very good poet, but I went through the traditional route where you know I wrote poems, then I wrote short stories, and then I started writing novel length manuscripts. Um, and so I, you know, I had that sort of traditional path. And when I crossed from each path, I made sure that. I was skilled enough to move on to the next. So I, when I wrote poems, uh, I had often published in a lot of magazines and, uh, you know, won some recognition. Then I wrote short stories, I won a lot of awards. And then when I felt like, you know, I was ready to move on to the next, I wrote novels. Uh, but by the time I got there, I, um, you know, the, the publishing industry was not in a good shape. Um There were too many uh, manuscripts in the market, so not enough readers. um And, uh, you know, e-books had come into play and, self-publishing had become quite a phenomenon. So there was just a glut of manuscripts. There was no way to kind of distinguish yourself, even if you had talent. So I kind of gave up on writing. And then years later, you know, just out for fun, I started reading poetry on Twitter. I was, I was always good at poetry recitation, So, you know, I did that and that became a big hit and some of the readings became viral sensations. Some of the contemporary American poets, uh, some of the greats, they recognized it and they praised it and you know, so I just went on to have this amazing um, time in my life when I was reading poetry and uh, getting invited to do voiceovers. And that got me thinking about uh, writing fiction again. I thought, you know, I've got two skills. I can write fiction and I can narrate as well. So why don't I combine the two skills? So um, so um what, what I did was I did a lot of training in voice acting. um And uh, I uh, was obviously always constantly working on improving my writing. But uh, with, with the voice acting, I had to take uh, special courses online, studied with a lot of uh, wonderful teachers. Uh, and then, uh, post that, I did a lot of audio dramas, um, in, internationally and uh, got some voice acting experience. Um, some of which I think are listed on imdb.com. And then once I was, once I had this experience, I then started uh, Indian Noir. Uh, great decision. Uh, podcasting was just taking off, taking off in India and Indian Noir came into the, that period at the right time. Um, and I've always been a fan of serialized fiction. My um, like, my fondest memory of um, storytelling and its impacts on someone is watching my cousin, uh, you know, uh, uh, eagerly wait for those black and white Indian weeklies, which used to have stories in it. And, you know, there'd be a story released uh, this week in and in a, a part of it released this week. Then you to wait for the next week to listen to the next part. And so there's always this constant anticipation. Um, and you know, so I just wanted to recreate some of that and horror and crime were genres I was always interested in because of the movies I've watched the books I've read and my own temperament and my own worldview is a bit dark. So it really suited it. So, uh, you know, that's, so for that reason, Indian noir and, uh, with regard to some of the failures you've talked about and that talked about, you know, they are very hard genres to write in. I think there have been a lot of amazing. Indian crime movies like Company, um, and Ekthasarithra. Um, I've really, um, all those movies. I think there have been a lot of hits. Thrillers, not so much, but still, you know, mm-hmm. having some amazing movies, there's some new ones coming through. Horror, perhaps you're right. I don't think it's, uh, it, you know, it produced some quality work, but I think the streaming giants like Netflix are bringing a change to the, that scenario because I hear that some of the movies that have been produced, all those services have been quite good. One cannot forget Tumbad, which is the, yes. the, uh, not only the best Indian horror movie, but it's one of the best best horror movies ever made, uh, I think. And so we cannot forget that either. So I think uh, the real reason why we don't produce too much is because we don't get a lot of training in that space, uh, particularly for writing. There's not enough uh, magazines or publishers that cater to horror horror books and horror stories so unfortunately then that means that people writers don't get the experience to write in that genre and then you know they are not able to produce good manuscripts um also what happens with that is that they uh, lose touch with the genre itself because what makes you really good in a particular genre is that you have read widely in it you know the the history of that genre the all the canonical works in that genre all the heritage of that genre um the important conventions for example, Bangud, which is now on Indian noir is uh, based on the thing in yellow mythos. You wouldn't know that if you mm-hmm. didn't read the works of Robert W. Chambers and understood its impact on uh, the works of Lovecraft and all the writers that have followed that. So, um, all of this is lacking in India, unfortunately, because uh, there is no ecosystem for horror and crime writers to thrive. So, um, you know, that's the reason why we fail uh, in, in this market. But I think, you know, like, like with, um, uh, like with my work, you know, I've been influenced by works from the West. Um, and so that's happening with Indians with regards to literary works and also movies. Um, so I think we will just see an, a real explosion of um a good quality crime and horror and, and thrillers in India. And have that a lot of funding is available through the streaming giants and they require the content.
0: Surely I totally agree with, with your views, but I, I I would like to add more on it. As, as, as an audience, we don't appreciate the movies like Tumbad. I have many, but yeah, as you talk about Tumbad, no one appreciated that, that film, though they, they, they earned a few, few awards, but still, you know, we don't appreciate that types of.
1: I, th- I think Tumbad is unfortunate in that I don't know how the marketing for Tumbad was in India. I hope they put a lot of, I mean, marketing is so expensive. So you know a small indie movie like that it, i'm i'm sure they didn't have much of a marketing drive behind that so that could be one reason the other problem is tumbade is one of the first examples of great indian horror movies so uh, people go people see a poster of a horror movie and they're thinking about all the shit ones they've watched previously and they don't turn up to these and word of mouth is so important in in uh, celebrating this work um you know i i remember watching tumbad and just being so blown away Um, and I watch a lot of horror content from across the world. And, you know, I think, I think it is simply one of the best horror movies ever made. Full stop. Um, in in any language. Um, you know, it it can sit up there very proudly with some of the greatest classics in horror. Um, but you're right. People don't appreciate it. Unfortunately, it's a movie before its time. But
0: true, true. I totally, (laughs) totally agree with that. Totally agree. So, so from your first episode, his night begins. To Bangalore till now, how do you see the success from Indian Noir to number one crime and horror podcast in India?
1: Yeah, look, it's been, you know, I was very surprised as well with the success it's had. But clearly, the reason for the success is the fact that there is no one catering to the market. People who really want to hear good crime audio stories and uh, good uh, horror stories that are, um, you know, uh, be it in whatever language. I'm pretty sure there are some people who listen to me who might not exactly enjoy the fact that it's in English, but still the fact that it's set in India it features Indian characters. And I try to keep the language so that everyone can enjoy, uh, it. Um, because I myself, I'm a, I'm a, my English is my third language. So, you know, I have also, I also have to uh, try to speak the language properly. So uh, I'm very much aware of how, uh, people in, you know, but, but, I very much think about other people who speak English as the third language as well, or fourth language even. And, you know, I try to make the language accessible to most number of people. So um, I think it's the reason for the success is that it's um, catering to, um, you know, audiences that are missing out on all this, work, in, in, all this work. People like, you know, the kind of people who would enjoy Tumbad and don't get enough movies like that because, you know, the mainstream audience don't support it. So the niche audience that enjoy horror and crime they have to. Um, they rely on um, uh, podcasts like Indian Noir to service their interests. The other thing I wanted to say as well um, is that uh, because streaming is such a success and we are going through a golden age of TV, I think because Indian Noir is written very much in using the act structure that's used for television, you know, people who enjoy binge TV consumption, you know, they can come to Indian Noir and really enjoy the format it's also written in such a way, it's not written to celebrate my genius and to show how <laughs> much literary skills I have. It's actually written to entertain people. That's its uh, main goal. Uh, you know, I, I I very much understand and respect the fact that people have limited time these days. They do lots of different things, particularly young Indians. They're very smart, very intelligent. They're doing lots of different things at the same time. So, you know, the f- 10 or 15 minutes that they have that they invest, they want to be entertained in that time. So, the stories are very fast paced, thrilling, and they deliver what the audience wants, uh, which is a horror story. People come for horrifying elements, so the story will have it. Uh, it's not going to be like a tricky one where, you know, it, it all ends up being someone's mental illness or some bullshit like that. It's, uh, it's really about, truly about horror. And crime is filled with lots of violence, lots of action scenes, lots of suspense, um, all of this done with uh, great voice acting narration and uh, good quality SFX uh, so that they can almost the audience can almost, you know, relive a, a television show in their minds.
0: Yeah, that that, that too. I notice that you follow fifteen to twenty bit size episode, like fifteen to twenty minutes, to to, to mm. you know hook your listeners. That you know, I i go gonna listen one more episode, one more episode, and right. you you are just finishing, you know, three four episode in an hour. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, yeah, and that's you right. need
0: one more. You need one more.
1: That's right, yeah so it's, it's it's written very much to cater to that sort of you know binge element and ends with a cliffhanger or ends with an a revelation uh that you know and you want to find out more of what's going to happen to that particular character, but it's also the fact that you know uh, that are um uh, it, the stories are also inhabited by characters that you can relate to or have uh you know someone you can really sympathize and empathize but so um that's also a factor and audio is very immersive like you know. What you have to remember is that oral storytelling has been here longer than books. Books are a recent fad, really. It's only existed for a few hundred years. Whereas oral storytelling has been here for a long time. Human beings, actually, that's the first way, first means of communications, communication. That's the, 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 that was the tool that was used to transmit stories. So people naturally enjoy it. It's a lot more immersive than reading. I find reading really taxing uh, on my brain. I find listening to it much um, better, especially now that audiobooks uh, have are produced with such a high quality. Uh, you know I really listen to a lot of them and uh, yeah, that's the other reason for the success too. I think one last thing I would like to say about this as well is that there is because because of mobile devices and television and uh, the nature of work these days, you know there's a lot of active engagement with, with the screens and other tasks. So um, uh, you know people are constantly busy with that. But uh, then when they have pa- passive time, like when they're relaxing or when they're doing Jhadu Pocha at work, at <laughs> home, or uh, they are, um, um, you know, just uh, doing something mindless, they just want to consume some kind of passive entertainment that doesn't require them to stare at the screen and uh, podcasts provide them with that uh, opportunity.
0: Definitely agree. I, I, I would share my story. As you know, uh, you can say that I'm, I'm from Gen Z. So we, mm. we, we are all busy. Uh, mm. if, if you talk about my childhood, then busy in exams, busy in schools. So I don't have any time. I can say that because mm. I don't have time to play. How am I yes. going to read one full book, 300, 400 page? No way. I won't yeah. read books. And then, you know, fast forward to my graduation part. And now I'm looking for a job. So I don't have time to read that the books. Uh, and then if i'm if i got a job then 12 hours a day of work and then mm. i can't read a book during lockdown i you know, switch to podcast. Before that oh. I used to stream Netflix, Amazon but after that, because of my eyes burnout, totally switched off every TV and you know, just start any any podcast. Not generally hmm. as you know, crime, thriller, comedy, any any podcast which I listen, which I enjoy at the end of the day. That that's only yeah. matters.
1: How did you come across Indianua? I search
0: horror actually on, on Google podcast. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to Google in that sense
1: that. Yeah, good. I'm (laughs) I'm, I'm thankful to Google too, that it gave me a a very ardent listener because of the the, the, the app they've got there. So that's great.
0: Yeah, because your, your podcast name is too unique that if you, if you, if you type Indian, then, you know, your podcast will pops up.
1: If you type horror, just try that once. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I should have named it Indian horror or something. It would be easier. In fact, they say that if you're anyone listening to this who wants to start a podcast, a a good SEO um, idea is actually to name your podcast, uh, you know, to, to help people search and find it. So ideally I should be naming it Indian horror and crime or something like that. That would be, but I also, but you know, it just doesn't sound that great. (laughs) I also wanted it to sound. Unique and special. And I love the sound. I mean, that's the thing about language. There is a beauty to the way uh, it sounds or the ideas that it conveys. So I just wanted to capture that as well. And actually, when I think about it, noir is the right, uh, uh, term for the, the stories in, in Indian noir. Um, it really is a, a philosophical examination of the world around us. Um, and, uh, you know, I just, yeah. So, but, going back to your point i'm very grateful that you managed to find the
0: uh, yes correct so for this episode i i just searched uh, noir noir on google so you know first first page was encyclopedia as always so there mm-hmm. i learned that noir genre is 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 very old genre if, if you talk about others genres like mm-hmm. world war 1 world war 2 and mm-hmm. still is very debatable no subject. You can't categorize some film, some work as a noir because it's a very debatable and mm. different person to person.
1: So. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I look, I, we want to go back even further. Well, I would even say that and Mahabharata have shades of noir in it. And they're populated by people who uh, are not exactly black and white. Even Lord Krishna is not exactly, you know, uh, like a, a straightforward heroic character. He's got shades of grey to his behavior as well. Um, which is something I really appreciate about our myths. Um, There there are noir elements in a lot of uh, historical Indian stories, and mythical stories in particular. There are lots of great noir heroes. Lord Shiva is a great noir hero, I think. He's the strong and silent type, and, you know, he's he's really violent, and uh, he's just a a powerful mythical figure um, that just... um, uh, taps into this primal, uh, you know, history of humanity. I think you know, just it's just there's so so much evidence that uh, noir genre uh, has has some of its sort of origin points in Indian myths as well. So yeah, but very much debatable. This is you know very very subjective.
0: So you 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 already said that you also have overseas listener all over the world. So how's their reaction as you know one guy, one Indian guy, is ruling the chart all over the apps?
1: Yeah, look, been, you know people have generally been very kind, uh, and people are very supportive now, particularly now that there is a push for diversity in, in in most industries. The mainstream podcast critics from the U.S. and U.K. they've been very kind, and you know whenever there is a question out on the internet about uh, whether people you know when someone will come up and they'll say oh i'd like to listen to an international podcast in a particular genre they would always recommend indian noir so that's been uh, the obvious impact of um, being a part of the charts um you know and uh, the, the truth is the indians indian diaspora lives in a lot of uh, different uh, parts of the world and they also require content that um uh, uh, is uh, based in India and uh, taps into our culture and features Indian characters. Uh, also, there are countries where non-Indians, so I've always enjoyed Bollywood movies or stories from India, so they would obviously yeah, love listening to Indian noir as well. So I've been very lucky in that sense, and uh, the, the reactions have been in mostly in the forms of a lot of critical acclaim, uh, lots of reviews being posted on the apps, and uh, they really enjoy it. People don't really like, you know, people are not discriminatory about, um, uh, then the origin point of a story. They just like a good story. And, uh, you know, when it's an Indian story it, and when it captures a culture that's different to them, you know, it's just more entertaining for them. So that's uh, the reaction has been fantastic. That that
0: sounds good. Like you, you, uh, everyone is praising you and then that's a gift for, for a creator like you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, um, a source of inspiration for other Indian artists who would want to explore the space or have a different, uh, practice a different art form and are unsure if other people will enjoy their um, art, you know, because especially with the internet and globalization as a phenomenon, it's, uh, you know, the sky is the limit when it comes to getting your art in front of others. And, you know, uh, and and whoever's listening to this, I wish you success in your art form. Uh, Keep at it.
0: Oh, very good. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, do you follow any creative process or you know structure for, for every episode or for every season?
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, they're all written according to a three-act structure or a five-act structure, whichever way you want to put it. So, it's the basics of screenplay writing. All good movies have a, a three-act structure basis. All good uh, TV shows have a five-act structure basis. So at the beginning of uh, season, I will sit down, I will plot the entire season uh, very loosely. Um, and I'll go through over it again and again to see if it hits all the beats in the react structure. And then once that is done, then it's a matter of writing, uh, them. And you have to try and write it in a way so that, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, super entertaining. It's uh, thrilling. It's fast paced, but at the same time, um, explores, um, uh the characters properly and uh, gives them emotional depth. Um so the way it works generally is that I'll put the the show and then I will take um uh generally five to six days to write, rewrite and edit it. And then I will record it on a Sunday and then I will edit it uh the week after um and uh you know post it. So uh, In the works on a seven to fourteen day schedule. Uh, generally, usually seven days, but I'll start on a Monday and I'll have the piece recorded uh, by um, th- that Sunday.
0: So, for for, for one episode, uh, you dedicate full one week.
1: Yeah, that's right. So it takes about. Uh, it depends on the nature of the show, but it roughly takes eight point five hours to produce twenty minutes. That's writing, uh, editing, writing, rewriting, editing the script. Then narrating, cutting the narration, mixing it, producing the final mix, you know, re- listening to it so that there are no mistakes, that sort of thing. So that takes about 8.5 hours for 20 minutes. Uh, but depends on the show. Um, horror and crime tends to work, go faster, but I also produced a, a fantasy show called Devasur, um, which is a, uh, based on Indian mythology and uh, features a battle between Devas and the Sudhas, Yes. Um, and the political games between them. Uh, that uh, took uh, it took 119 hours to produce seven hours of content.
0: My gosh, no kidding! Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it takes it takes a long time, and then you know you have to to make sure you know even even if you're writing a, a podcast script when it's a fiction podcast, you, your work still has to have a good literary quality and uh, should still be literature. Uh, and then when you voice act, you know you have to voice act uh, to show different characters. It has to still capture the emotion that's in the one that's you know contained in the script and then obviously with adding it has to the music has to be appropriate the right kind of sfx has to be used at the right place to get maximum impact um and then you have to make sure that the the work you produce is of an extremely high quality because regardless of the fact that people are consuming it for free um you know uh, you have to be sincere to your work and very respectful of the time that others are giving your your art form so you have to make sure that it's the best work that you can put out. Um, invariably, sometimes mistakes do slip in. You know, I'm only after for only human. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, but that's how long it takes to uh, produce an episode of Indian Noir.
0: So do you have any, any team or you just manage on your own?
1: I do it by myself. I do produce another, I do write and narrate another show called Heirs of the Pandavas. That's produced in conjunction with Wine Studios. Which is a big team. They've got a sound engineer. There's a marketing team. Uh, you know, there's a music producer. All that stuff. Uh, so that's that's a different podcast altogether. You can check that out as well. Airs of the Pandavas. It's about set uh, many centuries after the Mahabharata. Uh, two uh, uh, characters who are brother and sister, who are one of the uh, in the lineage of Shatniga, one of the sons of Pandavas, are going uh, on an epic quest around India or Bharat. Uh, as in, as a, a fantasy version of India, um, and, uh, fighting monsters and trying to erase the curse, um, that's been incurred by their family. So that's, that's got a production team. But Indianua, I do all that stuff by myself, including the social media, which takes a lot of time as well, because you have to, you know, keep your, um, keep the marketing going. And, uh, most of uh, the people in your generation are on social media and it's important. Uh, For discoverability as well, for people when they're looking for um, the the podcasts that uh, are in the horror and crime genre.
0: Yes, yes, totally, totally agreed. So, one critic quoted about Indian noir as, Not tales for faint-hearted, makes your stomach turn at times. So, do you feel the same energy while narration
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I have to try and capture the the, the feeling of the script, absolutely, with the narration and then the voice acting of the the individual characters. You're not trying to do full on drama, but you're still trying to create enough magic in the minds of the listeners that they can relive it almost like a movie in their heads. Um, And they're not, and they're never confused about what's happening. It has to be very clear. There has to be a story uh, that, you know, moves from one place to the other very clearly. Uh, there should be no confusion as to who's speaking. Um, you know, people should not be confused about what's happening in the story. So all of that has to be captured, yes. And then additionally, it has to have the vibe. The horror is narrated in a different way to crime, which is narrated in a different way to uh, fantasy. So, yeah, so absolutely, I try to bring all that energy into the script and try to do my best to entertain my audience um, and, you know, uh, Often if you are doing a sequence where you're going into a haunted house, you slow down time and you really ratchet up the suspense and the human voice is such an amazing instrument. Uh, you're, you're able to um, do that. So, yeah.
0: Then it would be very spooky atmosphere while while you are narrating.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I do it usually in the middle of the night. So sometimes it can get really scary. Um, especially when I was doing Bhanggat, there was all sorts of weird noises which got caught, caught in the camera as well. So yeah, yeah, and that's really good as well, I suppose, because that then means that I'm able to transfer that feeling of fear into the script. And, you know, sometimes when you do these stories, strange things happen as well. Things move around, and um, I think you know, you're tapping into a, a different domain when you discuss dark topics. So I'm not really surprised that uh, sometimes when you look into the darkness, the darkness looks back at you.
0: I think you have also uh, collaborated with Audible Suno for Indian Noir Plus. So t- tell us about that more.
1: Yeah, so when Audible Suno was um, launched, they obviously reached out to some of the most talented audio artists in India. and Most of them were Bollywood actors for obvious reasons. You know, theatre actors tend to be very good with narration. But, you know, they also reached out to people like me. And I was uh, very lucky to produce a season of a horror um, uh, space, uh, show, uh, that was inspired by Indian mythology. It's called Meru. You can hear the first season of it on there. Um, when I say first season, it's, you know, written more like an enclosed story. You can just listen to that, 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 the uh, 13 episodes and feel very satisfied. Um, but it's about, uh, set in the future. It's about an Indian, uh, mining ship. Um, that go, that goes to a planet and they discover a strange artifact and they bring it on the ship and it causes havoc on the ship and it's what happens to the different characters uh, who are on that spaceship. And, uh, you know, it's a story that you often don't encounter. Uh, you know, the Indians having a successful space program, uh, creating spaceships that go out uh, and conquer the galaxy uh, and in this particular case go on mining mission, uh, but they then they encounter something from the Indian myths. That really um you know, causes uh death and destruction on the ship. Um so go listen to it, it's on Audible Suno. It's called Meru, M-E-R-U, like Mel Meru. So yeah, that was that was the Audible sooner product.
0: So as as far as I can feel, it's no less than Hollywood movies.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. So it's very much inspired by what is my favorite horror movie, which is Alien. I love the Alien franchise and yeah, I, I really wanted to I really wanted. I've always wondered why we never made something like Alien in India, uh, and now we have the money. Like it's not an excuse. Now we have good sound stages, uh, we have good VFX, and because they are haunted house movies, you don't need to make it like the Avengers movie. They're like a you know a, you can shoot the movie in three or four sets um, with lots of practical effects. And I've always wondered why we never made one. And you know, and that's that's the thing with Indian noir. A lot of Indian noir stories are the mo- are stories that I want Indian. Creative houses to make, publishing houses to make, but they don't. And I'm frustrated about that. So, so if I really want the stories, I'll just have to write and produce it myself. So that's, that's what I'm doing. So yeah, so if you love Alien and if you love space horror, then do check it out. And it's full of Indian characters. Uh, it's inspired by Indian mythology and it's got the same horror beats as some of those great space horror classics. Whether it's uh, great by itself or not, you will have to be the judge of it. But, uh, I've tried my best to try and make a Hollywood production out of it. Really,
0: yeah, to- totally agreed. And when I I listened to the first episode of Indian Noir of his night begins of Virat Nariman, so I'm I'm kind of guy who who reads lots of comics. Like DC and Marvel, not not that much Marvel, but DC. I'm a very DC fan. So I just imagine Virat Nariman as Deathstroke. Are, are you familiar with him?
1: Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah.
0: I I just imagine him as a hitman with with her
1: daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Like you know, um, it's interesting. Like you know, you are from a generation that uh, um, enjoys visual content, particularly comics and. Uh, I'm not surprised that uh, you um, linked uh, your listening of His Night Begins up with uh, comics because it's very much designed uh, uh, and written in such a way that it creates visuals in your mind. Uh, it's very cinematic in its writing, so obviously then that harkens to any of the visual medium that you might enjoy
0: yeah that that's why I digest these types of stories like his Night begins very easily because I just imagine one character with different circumstances,
1: yeah absolutely.
0: Have you finished his night begins yeah yeah almost almost i i'm I'm starting with season two
1: yeah good good you're you're in for a long thrill ride because one thing that's happened with um Indian Noir is you know because I have the ability to look at the analytics, the data analytics behind the, the show, um, you know, I can see, um, uh, the, the engagement with it and I can tell like, you know, it's mostly listened to by young Indians who prefer the comic book style or the action movie style, um, or the, the TV show style structure. Uh, they want to be entertained in that way. So then I can design the show. So the, the shows get faster and faster as you go on and more and more thrilling, um, and, uh, you know, that's that's great to hear from you. Wonderful.
0: You know, Virat Nariman as as a character, uh, where I can't, you know, portray him as a protagonist or you know, antagonist. For one episode, I would say he's an antagonist. And for one episode, I would you not know, term him as a protagonist. So I think it's well scripted and well narrated, I think, by you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, you know, it's the most popular show on Indian Noir and there is not a week goes by when I don't get fan mail about His Night Begins. The other shows I do get it once once every two or three weeks, but uh, His Night Begins every week on the dot. You get fan mail. It's the most uh, popular show and Virat Man is a very popular character. Like I really don't know if I will ever write someone that's that popular, but uh, uh, you know, it's a very, I, I, always believed in the potential of that story. I took it to a lot of publishing houses and they were not really interested. So I think, you know, this is good to, good to have, prove them wrong. Um, but, uh, who knows in the future, you know, I'm hoping that it'll become a book, it'll become a, uh, movie. Um, it'll be great to get Sanjay Duth to play it because really he is Virat Nariman. I, you know, in my head uh, that he's the perfect Virat Nariman. But, uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, um, but that's besides the point. The, the, these stories are written for the audio medium. They're not written with any real agenda for, uh, you know, uh, uh, so that these can become popular and then they can become books and movies. That's definitely not the intention. They are designed to be consumed as audio stories. Um, and so it's written with at most sincerity. It's not a marketing stick. Uh, and you know, I have a real opportunity to become a very good audio artist. Um, someone who can combine writing and audio production and narration. So, um, you know, so what you're getting is um, my best work in that sense.
0: As as a fan, I would just ask you to, you know, go with merchandising of, of Virat Nariman.
1: Sure, sure. That's a good idea. Yeah, I've never thought about that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. Thank you for giving me that idea i will uh, uh, i was kind of you know i <laughs> think now that you put this in my head, I'll definitely be thinking about ways to do this uh, over the holiday period but good thank you great suggestion
0: yeah well, very welcome because I would love to purchase you know of from from Indian you know show for, or from Indian guy i would i would term that because we we don't get these types of you know stuff any anywhere in India
1: yeah great idea Kush. This is be, this is uh, I've all, I'm really enjoying our conversation and this, you know like uh, you've given me lots of amazing ideas to sort of pursue in terms of expanding um, the reach of Indian Noir among Indian audiences.
0: Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Nikesh. So how how do you come up with different characters like like hitman Virat, then deranged guy Prakash with with a single mother and, you know, view the stories around them because it's all character-driven stories after all.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. I think that's important for any story. Um I suppose I always think about uh, like the general feel of the show. So, you know, for example, His Night Begins is a uh, crime thriller and it's about Hitman and the underworld and all that stuff. So that, that general feel is there. But then I think about who could be a good vessel to tell the story? And, you know, you start getting ideas about, you know, it should be a certain person that you should have this these qualities to be able to, uh, you know, perform as a hitman. Uh, and then once that is kind of settled in your mind, then you have an important role of making these people living, breathing human beings with the problems that normal human beings have, normal weaknesses that human beings have, all that good stuff. And um, So, the story design process then, in fact, begins at that point. Till that point, there's only just the clusters of ideas, and then you know you start to think: How can this person go on a journey, an emotional journey? How can they change, or even if they don't change, how can they experience things that will also evoke an emotional response in the audience? So, when you put all of that together, you, Automatically, you come up with, uh, the feel of a character, the name of a character, how they look, what they think. And then from all of that comes their actions. And then they're put into this roller coaster ride story. And then you just wait and watch them react in a lot of ways. It is like good acting, which is reacting. So that's sort of the basic mix of it. This is sort of the secret source of, um, you know, creating those sort of character driven stories. So
0: any, any inspiration mediums like books or films you would like to share?
1: Oh, to so everything, everything. I mean, one of the things you have to do as a writer or a narrator or the audio producer, you have to constantly look at the best works in those different domains and not just consume it, consume it with a critical mind to try and analyze what's, what, what's being done, how it's being done. And you should make very, you should make copies, notes, think about it, and then apply it to your work. So I am constantly reading all the time. i watching, I watch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of TV shows now in particular. Um, and then I listen to some of the people who do it really well. I watch a lot of interviews with these people. Uh, and then I, you know, I obviously write a lot. I produce a lot, which is not a problem with Indian Noir. Uh, and so all of that combined together, um, you know, give you the skills to practice your art really well. But yeah, you know, so, Thrashul is coming up on uh, Republic Day on Indian Noir. It's a military thriller, and that's been inspired by all the James Bond movies I love, all the Jason Bourne movies I love, all the military thrillers I have read. Again, I couldn't find anything in the Indian market that was good. I can't see anyone producing anything there. And I didn't see any books that are that really fit the genres. And I thought, you know what? if I can't nobody can in, from India can entertain me, then I'm going to entertain myself by writing it. And I'm sure people who enjoy uh, military thrillers in India, they, they would, who like my style of writing and narrating, they will enjoy it. But I'm sure there'll be people who don't enjoy it, but that's okay. They can, they'll have other content that they can listen to. Um, but yeah, so, so there's an example of how inspiration works. Uh, you know, or you know, the, the design of those movies, the action sequences of those movies, how they are prepped, the kind of villains they have. So. You know, with Trishul, I'm always thinking about mm, how can, how can we recreate the feel of a James Bond movie or a Jason Bond movie or an absolutely awesome military thriller like Black Hawk Down, uh, uh, that features Indian characters that is about Indian problems. Um, uh, and, and, and that's, that's how they're all, they're all created. And also, I, I must add as well, like the Call of Duty games, like all the first person shooter games, they are a big inspiration for me too, um, uh, you know, uh, because I've been playing them for a long time. A lot of young Indians play that, and you know, I'm sure they would have wanted to play games like that featuring Indian soldiers, but nobody's producing them. So I also wanted to, to have that feel as well. So video games, comics, movies—the dominant forms of narration. Books, less so. I, like you mentioned, I think you know, books—they're just too big. They're just huge. Who has the time for them? Uh, I, I'm talking about um, a, a, like a higher form of uh, storytelling that incorporates cinema, TV, gaming, um, audio books, all that good stuff.
0: Correct, because I I saw one post on Instagram with with a collection of James Bond's book. Yes, so that's your inspiration.
1: Yeah, there's a story behind that. So I used to steal money from my father when I was a teenager and buy those books and read them, and then I eventually find found out that out found found that out and. He burned all the books and gave me a nice little thrashing. Uh, so you know, I then obviously when I bought all those books back again, and just you know, just as a as a good reminder of the things that I used to enjoy, because they all those things inform your uh, artistic career, your writing. So that was really
0: great. Good. It's it's a very great story to listen mm-hmm. as as you said. Like, does does Indian Noah impacts? you on your personal front, as you said, you know, when you are narrating uh, these stories, you know?
1: Mm, I think uh, people have asked me this question before, like engaging in darker themes. Look, uh, not really, because um, uh, what's happening with these stories is that it's my way of processing some of the things that I see around myself. So, for example, right now, we are impacted by COVID and it's a very difficult period in everyone's life. So, you know, I wrote a series of stories which uh, form the the virus quadrology, which you can listen to on Indian Noir. Um, so there is transmission, then, um, geez, now I can't, they've been written so long ago, now I can't remember them. But there is uh, transmission, there is Midnight Channel Mass, um, a few stories like that, that, uh, uh, and, and I think one of those stories is called Precious Things. It, it, they all look at, um, the pandemic through the lens of horror. So it's really me processing what I see around it, and so it helps me in processing my emotions. So it impacts me in a very positive way. Um, and then there's the, the other aspect of me reading uh, stuff around cr- crime novels in particular, part the crime stories in Indian Noir in particular, I think they come from the vast amounts of crime news that I consume about cartel activity, about uh, drug trade around the world, and I like to share that information with other people who might be crime aficionados. So the stories give me an outlet to talk about them in a very entertaining way. So really, the impacts are all amazingly positive uh, for my mental health, for my creativity, for my intellect. So I suppose that's how it impacts me. So
0: any any supernatural phenomena in your life you you have encountered?
1: Uh, I have to say, uh, look, I've always been a seeker of the supernatural phenomenon. When I was at uh, doing university in India. Actually got um, the opportunity to interact with a, a, a researcher who of uh, paranormal phenomenon, and got to interact with with him a lot, and you know find out a lot of things about what he's experienced. Um, I, uh, all, all uh, Indian Noir has a has, has a series of stories which are tagged Indian Noir X, which are experiences, supernatural experiences that people have told me about, real life supernatural experiences, or urban myths from around India that you can listen to. Um, you know, those stories came from stuff that people have told me, uh, but also like I, I suppose the most, um, poignant experience I've had in that domain was when my, one of my cousins died of suicide. Um, and in a, in a quite terrible way. Um, like I remember going to the house after the, after the event, uh, the next day and you could feel this very oppressive, hateful force in the house. And, uh, we, I, I, was a kid and I left, uh, with my father. But my mother stayed the home on that night and she told me how the, my cousin's mother was, went to the kitchen and started talking into this darkness. And she could feel like the house starting to make noises as if it was shifting on its foundation. Something with a lot of anger and hate still lived there. And I, you know, I, I believe her because when I went in the morning, I could feel it. It was almost like something was staring down from the ceiling and looking at all the people there with a lot of hatred. Um, so, you know, that's, that's something that's uh, came with me. Um, stayed with me for a long time. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like there are times in life I've gone to some places and, uh, you know, you, you, you get this vibe about the place, that there, there's something evil that resides there, uh, an and energy. I, do, I don't think people die and they rise up from the grave and walk around like zombies. But I think it's more like an energy that uh, that uh, wants to do harm, or in some cases, doesn't. It just exists.
0: Yes, yes. I think it's a it's a quite similar to my story, which I'll, I'll just uh, you know share with our listeners and with
1: you. Absolutely, yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah, go
0: on. Uh, in in my twenty three years of life, I I have never, frankly, encountered any any supernatural events or. You know, any phenomena that that type of like brutal mm. or or I've seen you know supernatural events never never in my life, but you know, nevertheless, we have our, our own horror story in our family. We we have a huge family actually, so we we have a big haveli in Gujarat in a very small village, so it's a three story haveli, like like Bulbulaya, and it's saying that. Some bad events, you know, occurred, uh, like like unnatural death. That's for sure that it was an unnatural death, black magic, and that, that kind of stuff, which I don't believe. So I always avoid to visit there. For me, it's a Aveli. I can definitely say that. <laughs> Except me and my father, everyone from my family, including my mother, has experienced this this phenomenon this you know like cold freezing atmosphere Mm. but there should be some truth in it and i'm sure but i don't know yet
1: yes you will have to go and visit and tell me
0: never never
1: i i I would just cry actually (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's funny
0: cool cool that that's a lot of horror talk and what if some big producer offer you to make a movie on this let's say we're at
1: Naiman yeah yeah that'll be great I mean you know I've always uh, I'm always hoping to see the with although it's not a priority it'd be wonderful to see these stories live in other mediums Um, particularly as a tv show that'll be that'll be wonderful yeah I would be definitely be willing to talk about it uh, as long as it's done well uh, and you know it's it stays true to the spirit of the story they're different mediums so you know, it's foolish to expect uh, things to be adapted exactly as they are. Uh, but I think the, the great benefit of adapting some of the Indian noir stories into movies is that it's already written for a three-act structure of a movie. So it's just a matter of adapting it into a screenplay. That's it. Uh, the structure is there. You just need to write it out with them, perhaps uh, some more dialogues or some more visual cues. So yeah, I'm always open to offers from producers, and some of the horror stories get made. This Night Vigil, in particular, would be great if it becomes a TV show. It'd be such a nice fit for some of the streaming services, uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime. So I hope I hope someone uh, is listening to this and is happy to take it on as a project. Um, you know, and uh, wonderful.
0: I'm waiting for that. And we, we all are waiting for that.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. This is the thing that, uh, you know, that's a, a constant uh, point that's raised in the fan mail. Everyone wants to see a movie version of it. Because of the spectacular action scenes, I think, you know, it'll be awesome. I mean, as much as the audio is incredible, it'll be brilliant to see them um, being created for the silver screen. Uh, and, you know, those mediums will bring their own special... A magic to the story as well, so that that'll be awesome.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. So, any particular noir movie you can, you know, relate to, like Hollywood movies?
1: Oh, plenty, oh, plenty, plenty that I would recommend. But let's uh, just stick with the. I think I will go back. Jesus, oh, it's such an extensive list. But uh, Seven is is great. David Fincher's Seven is fantastic. I like Mindhunter the TV show on Netflix. Again, a David Fincher movie. Uh, another David Fincher movie. I like the girl with the dragon tattoo. There's another great noir movie. Yes. Uh, I would recommend Sin City, particularly the first one. is exceptional. That's pure noir. Pure noir is Sin City. A lot of people actually think, uh, Nariman is like a Marv in, in, in Sin City. Um, uh, what else? How about The Shining or Doctor Sleep? Oh, yeah, they're excellent movies. Yeah, I they, I wouldn't, uh, they're horror movies. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd necessarily call them no horror movies, but oh, I love, I love Stephen King's. I don't like Stephen King's novels. I love his short stories and his novellas, and I love the adaptations of his um, books into movies. Wow, that's so good. I love The Shining. I absolutely love it. And Doctor Sleep was so good. I, Really don't understand why it did not do well in the box office. I mean, people who did not watch it on the silver screen, you missed out. It's such a beautiful movie. It's made by Mike Flanagan, who's one of the best horror directors at the moment. Yeah, the, I, I, God, I love those movies. God, I love them. One that's coming up is Antlers, which I really look forward to, which will hopefully get released in the middle of next year. So I love The Ritual on Netflix. I think that is a wonderful horror movie. You're looking for something to stream. Um, so many, so many. And the first Ring movie is so good.
0: Yeah, this you know, the Shining is go-to for me. If if that's a December or that's a winter
1: coming. Oh, nice. No, yeah, yeah. And because they're such classics, you can watch them a million times and they still seem fresh.
0: So how, how do you see the you know audio media going in future?
1: I think it's got a great future in India. More people are entering the space. Um, you know, I think more listeners are becoming aware of podcasting and the streaming giants in India. I think I've done a good job of encouraging uh, local podcasting talent and uh, promoters quite well. Um, it's not for everyone. I think people will realize after doing it for a few months, that's a lot of hard work and uh, particularly producing something like a fiction podcast is is a lot of particularly a lot of hard work. Um, I think also. I also think that um, uh, you know the monetization issue needs to be tackled. It's time for um, the, the, the the different podcasting apps to start looking at ways in which uh, producers can be rewarded for their um, the work that they put in. Um, so I think if that can be resolved, we will see uh, a more robust quality in terms of what's produced and better players coming into the market and. Uh, but, you know, we are, we are a huge market, India. Um, so many listeners.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And, you know, discoverability is a problem. I, uh, it's still a problem for India, for Indian Noir. It's uh, Indianua is like, you know, for all its accomplishments, it's still a small indie show. So, you know, it's, it's difficult for me to get attention, as much attention as possible to, to my stories when you have to really fight for the marketing side of things and, and uh, the discoverability is not as good as it should be. Um, so once all of those things are tweaked, you will start seeing uh, like a, a second boom in podcasting. That's amazing. But right now things are moving in the right direction. Um, I think we've got a few more years when things are going to be business as usual. And in that period, we'll just have to keep creating good content and, um, you know, thanking the people who are supporting us and, Really hoping and praying that more people come and listen to us.
0: Perfect, perfect. So, so you you are a poet, writer, uh, and voice actor and podcaster. Now, now, any plan to be a coach?
1: Yes, there is definitely an intention in the future to uh, to teach writing, but uh, I will do that once I have uh, you know produced a lot more stories for Indy Noir. It's a thing that I'll work on quite slowly, but yes. I think that uh, the creative writing teaching in India is still very old school. They're still teaching people how to write novels when, you know, the world has moved on. You're better off learning about screenplay structure and how to write TV shows than writing novels. Nobody reads those 500 page store stoppers anymore. So, and so, you know, you should be reading, reading different structures. So I, I would definitely be very keen on teaching people how to write in the three act or five act structure and, recreate the success of Indian Noir in their own stories. And so that will happen in the future. So it's definitely uh, will be a coaching um, program at some stage uh, in the form of recorded classes that you need to do to learn the basics and then post that, then you can have coaching sessions to uh, individually understand uh, some of the elements. Uh, because writing, you know, you have to, like any art form, you have to spend a lot of time uh, money and resources trying to learn something. Only then will you get good at it. Uh, because I have had to, I've had to read thousands of dollars worth of books and attend thousands of dollars worth of, uh, courses to get good at what I do. Uh, you know, uh, people who want to get good at it, they're no different. So, um, you know, I, you uh, should, you should do my coaching. You should read other books and take coaching from other people and then, Put all of that information together and, and find a method that works well for you.
0: So any any tips and tricks for amateur right now? Like, you know, boom, you're good to go.
1: Yeah, for Indian Noir, um, I think uh, the best, the, the thing that you need to do, first of all, is to read extensively in a genre that you like. So if it's horror, you should read a lot of horror stories. And novels, just Google it and buy and read all of them. If you can, you will find useful information in all of them, bits and pieces. Once you constantly do that, Write down things, make notes, try to find a structure that works for you. And then using that uh, structure, then start thinking about stories you would like to tell. So, for example, a good one is your Haveli in Gujarat. You know, go and research and find out what happened in that place. You know, some of the experiences of your relatives. And then slowly in your mind, you will get this story about a person who goes to the Haveli and experiences supernatural things. And then you put that onto that structure and then. The structure takes care of the what happens in the story. And then it's a matter of practice. You need to write a lot, a lot, get good at it repeatedly every day. Um, and eventually you will be able to tell a great story.
0: That's a really nice advice and tips, actually. No problem. Do you think that it will be a big billion business? Why I'm asking you because, you know, Spotify is cracking deals with big banners and, you know, gone gung-ho in this podcast space.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they're all the big celebrities of the world. I mean, you know, poor people like me. I don't know if they give me that much money. I, you know, I hope so, but uh, I doubt it. I think, you know, when they give money out to those big people, it's really to leverage their celebrity value. They get constant media coverage. So that will draw attention to their product. Um, Only a few percent, even now, even in the West, only a fraction of the people at the top make a lot of money out of podcasting. The others they just they make almost nothing. So I would really hope that the business tackles that problem and make sure that, you know, good content creators are rewarded adequately and that would mean that people would be encouraged to make more content, better content. Audiences will come back and follow their content and it's a win win for everyone. But uh, monetization is still an, an issue that needs.
0: Uh, uh, just yesterday, I I read that Netflix launched their own audio-only content mm-hmm. for for the app. Yeah, you can switch off the videos and
1: boom, you. Yeah, that that will be will be. I think there'll be a lot of takers for that. A lot of people look at it and go, "Oh, that's a bit silly, isn't it?" But really, I think there'll be lots of takers for that, and it's a real threat to podcasting, uh, those sort of services. So you know, the competition is only going to increase. But. As a creator, you really don't have the time to focus on these things. You really enjoy your art. You know, you just focus on doing what you can.
0: Yes, true, true. That's perfectly well said. Thank you very much, Nikesh, for, you know, hopping in. And I'm sure you, you're running very tight schedule over the weekend.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. But uh, it was good. To, it's always good to find time like this to talk about the process of um, creating a podcast and, you know, just to hear from listeners like you about what you like about Indian Noir and what it made you feel or what other art forms you link it to. Um, you know, these are, these are very useful conversations to have. So thank you for having me on the show as well. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much, Nikas. Thank you, thank you. That's all from my side. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you got your stories or stuff which you want to share over the mic, do ping me or mail me at are you familiar with this at the rate gmail.com.